Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello. Welcome to Hour 3, everybody. The Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Woo. Holly just had the dirt alert, and Steve got distracted by the... Tom Hanks burst, burst of, of Yelliel. <laughs> Donna, you're so good at breaking these down. I know. I've been practicing. No, he just, he really lost it on a photographer at the airport. And you don't see that very often. Well, the interesting, I, I, let me watch this video. Let me just like watch the final five seconds of this video when okay. Rita Wilson gets bumped into. She ends up there. dropping something. Oh, yeah. So here's the, the interesting thing is, so they're walking through, this is in New York. This isn't at the airport. They're walking through some sort of a corridor. And uh, I think is <laughs> the unfortunate thing. So they're walking through and Rita Wilson is walking ahead of Tom Hanks. And, uh, you know, people are just crowding them. It's not like a red carpet area. They're walking through like a... Like a Grand Central Station or not something? Not quite that, but just like a corridor okay. of buildings in New York. And then people are reaching their phone, walking alongside Tom, you know, putting their phone out in front of both of them, trying to take oh, a selfie rude. and stuff like I'm that. embarrassed. And then there's a little mm-hmm. curb, I think, that a photographer or someone who's trying to take these photos or just be close to them bumps into Rita Wilson, who then like stumbles off of the curb and it's like whoa and then tom sees her stumble and these people have just been up and around them and he's like okay you guys are already being close trying to get pictures and all this and now my wife gets stuck over but i think he i think he yells at the wrong person this is similar to um do you remember when there was the uh the the it's called the malice at the palace the indiana pacers and the detroit pistons had a fight that went into the stands and I was like, oh, I think the wrong fan just got hit there. I don't think that he was the fan who necessarily threw something. Tom turns around and is like, you know, back the bleep off of my wife. But then he starts staring at and talking to this kid, not kid. I don't know how old this guy is. But I think he talked, I think he yelled at the wrong guy. So I think the wrong guy just got a stern talking to from Tom Hanks. And the guy who actually bumped into him was like, Yeah, man, these people are bugging Tom. Sorry about this. And that's the guy who bumped into Rita Wilson. Oh, that's funny. And he totally skated. You have to watch the video. Okay. It will make sense. Okay. But yeah, he went um he went defensive there in that moment as he saw his wife stumble. Yeah. He didn't hit anybody. Just you know. Yeah. And got it. He just yelled at him. But you know what? He, even if that guy wasn't the one who caused her to like break whatever she dropped and broke, because that's what it sounded like, he's still being obnoxious. All of them are. 
I would be so embarrassed if I put a camera in front of a celebrity's face and me. Oh, my gosh. Gross. It's funny, though, like moments before Thomas giving like the prayer hands, you know, like like the quasi bow of like, hello, thank you. Hello, thanks. Yeah. Thank you. And then. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. This oh, dude wasn't even watching where he was going. Oh no. He's Holly, looking over is, at Tom Hanks. The experience. He is looking over at Tom Hanks, and then another photographer bumps into that guy, who then bumps into Rita Wilson. But still, third guy is the guy who gets yelled at. I mean, Tom hits an icy glare at this guy who's looking at him like, "Oh, uh, what?" Because then they pan the camera back, Donna. I can't. Yes, you can. I'll do it when we're not on the radio. Thank you. I can't. We have to talk about Tom's new movie. Oh, yes. Elvis. (laughs) Clearly, we're all shook up about it. Nicely done, Holly. (laughs) Uh, There was an article out today about Austin Butler, who is going to be the next big thing. He's You just get a sense. Yeah, he's a good-looking guy. Broadway? Nickelodeon. Oh. It's like Nick or Disney. He came okay. up through the kids' show. But he just looks like he really embodies Elvis Presley. But would this be annoying if you were one of Austin Butler's friends? Like, you were buddies with him? Yeah. No, dude, you're, uh, you're Elvis. That's great. So fun. And now he says he's having trouble shaking the Elvis accent. Oh, no. Even <laughs> after doing the movie. But he said, look, it's like all you think about. It's all you do for two years. So I'm not surprised that it just kind of clicks in now from time to time. Austin Butler's 30, and I really think is about to shoot to superstardom. Yeah. Um, But it's he just taps into it. It starts to, you know, just come out a little bit. (laughs) But could you imagine being his buddy? No, I'd be like, okay, dude, we we, we can curb that (laughs) for a little bit right now. Um, You know, he was also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, is that right? Yeah. But you give him a gift. You're his longtime friend. And you're like, hey, Austin, congratulations on the movie. The premiere's finally here. I got you this little token. And it's like a callback little gadgety gift from your childhood. And then he looks at you and says, like you. Like you very much. And aren't you like, okay, did I lose you? Oh, man. He's going to be good. He said he'd have to click in, though, because he's a shy person. And he just had to, like, go into the Elvis mode when he needed to go on stage and be in front of a ton of people when they were shooting this and had to do these full-blown performances and he just had to click into it. So he said, you spend so much time obsessing about one thing Mm -hmm. and it really is like muscular habits. Your mouth can change. It's pretty amazing. I know that I'm constantly changing. Check in with me in 20 years when I've played a lot of roles. Who knows what I'll sound like then? But for now... (laughs) All right. When does that movie come out? June 27th. All right. So soon. Yes. That's all right. I need to know. You know, yeah. at least he's not, you know, he wasn't doing the Jerry Lewis biopic. For years on end, he would just be around his friends and be like, hi. Hey, ladies. Can't take it. Oh, my God. So, that would be you know, there are worse fates yeah. for Austin Butler. That's true. Yeah. Who would have been the more annoying people? For him to have portrayed and still be like, yeah, around his friend, yeah, maybe Elvis isn't the worst thing in yeah, the world because he's kind of quiet, yeah, ish. All right, is that all we have time for? The Gilbert Gottfried bio. I was thinking the same thing. I feel like we had him in studio before. Really? Yeah, and he was totally normal. 
He didn't even like do his whole. Eh. I'm Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, yeah, even yeah, on the all, air. That's a bit. Yeah, yeah. That's even a... on air, he wasn't doing it. Oh, really? Just ta- yeah. He's on. He, well, he, he was. You know, of course, the late Gilbert Gottfried, who passed away a couple of months ago. But he was on cameo after he passed away. I went and looked at his cameo. There's just, just cameo so funny. Yeah, the squinty and the. Yeah. Hey, Dave. <laughs> I understand it's your birthday. That's good. That's my That's first really time really test driving yeah, Gilbert. Steve is nice, very nice good job. at impressions. Do I add very Gilbert good. to the impressions yes. thing? I need to work you, on it. You need to keep a list because we're going to start doing some That's what stuff. you've been saying for years. That's like the list. That's like the list it's of movies like you're going to watch. Oh, look at the time. Once again, we're out. Oh, we got to go. Otherwise, we had so much good stuff coming your way. Yeah, we sure did. But How now you'll this? never know. When we return. <laughs> yeah, because we burn it. If we don't get to it in the segment we thought we would, we burn that yep. story and we never come back. I've got a study or two. Parents out there, have you felt like the bad guy or the bad girl in your house constantly telling your kids no? There's a study telling us how many times we actually say that two-letter word that makes us feel sometimes crummy as a parent. And uh, Lou and I were talking about maybe a solution so that we don't always feel like the no monsters in our house. Hmm. Help me talk through this strategy. We'll get into a study when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Welcome back. Appreciate you guys listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. You're my buddy, Boo. I know you. <laughs> studies. Studies have shown that studies medic- have shown that the microbial. Several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings are study buddies. The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. Hello. All right, hello to Hi, you. Everyone. Good morning, good morning. Welcome in. Happy to have you. Don't forget the weather outside today is summerish. Hmm. And traffic is thin. <laughs> okay, great. I have a strategy. We tell our kids no a lot, it feels like. We have at least four children, Lou and I together. And there are some days where just earlier this week, I was okay. like, boy, we're saying, do you ever feel like a no monster where you're just saying no all the time? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Did that just come out of your Out of a human mouth person? Holly? Yes. yes. <laughs> Gosh. Wow. I was uh, like, did we have that sounder and we've never used it before? No. Nope. Just hiding on you. Wow. My goodness. But anyway, we say no so many times, and then you're like, geez, I just now I feel like the the buzzkill. The kids are excited. They want to do this. 23 times a day is the average that a parent says to their child, no, no. Dad, can I? No. Mom, can we? No. And it just makes you feel like they're asking questions like, can I stay up late? Can I have a snack before bed? Can I buy that when you're in a store with them? Hmm. Ooh, the gimme gimmies. All of those kind of things. Can I just do my homework later? I want to go out. My friends are out right now. Can I just go out? So what we realized was it's very easy. The more you say no, you just feel like the buzzkill. So we were wondering, is there a hack for that? And maybe the hack is, for instance, my daughter came in the other day and said, hey, Dad, can I have, is it okay if I have some ice cream right now? And I just said, um, no, no, not right now. Why? No reason. Just because... No, I don't know. And then later there was a, can I have this? And I was like, uh, no. 
And then there was a time when I was trying to get ready, trying to pack, shaving my neck. And she said, Dad, can I have a Coke Zero right now? A blah, blah, blah. A Coke Zero. A Coke. Okay. And I was like, um, yeah, I, yes, because I don't care about anything right now. As I'm like sure. shaving my neck, trying to get out the door. Yeah. And then I was like, now I'm feeling like I'm being... They're they're plotting. They realize a time of weakness or when I'm distracted with something else, and then they're like, "Go ask for it." Go I ask think for it's it amazing right that they ask. I never asked for a donut or anything when I was a kid. I just got up and got it. Hey, you just grab and go. Yeah, like okay, wow, well, shove it in your mouth. Jeez. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better. They do also ask. Better. Like, hey, like um, why would you feel better? You're depriving your kids of like childhood. Well, no. Feel better. You're like Christopher Plummer in that movie about the Nazis and the kids. The Sound of Music. You got it. They <laughs> <laughs> couldn't think of it in the moment. <laughs> Captain Von Trapp. Yeah, you have a whistle around your neck. Jeez, fall into line. God, just let the kid have some ice cream. No, it's a harm. No, you know who you are. <laughs> yeah, You're that- I'm the fun. Auntie. You're the aunt in the movie who lets the kids smoke pot. That's who you are. You're the one who's like, if they get a drink, I'd rather than do it here. And you're already making that decision clearly buzzed. You're just looking for drinking buddies now. I know exactly who you are. I've seen you in multiple movies. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Here's the thing. The hack that I thought we could do, why I said it made me feel better, was what a description of the classic, The Sound of Music, by the way. Never quite heard it put that way. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Why it made me feel better, what you said was, well, I guess at least they're being mannerly and asking. They'll even say, like, hey, I'm going to go play outside now. Is that okay? So that's good that they're asking and letting us know. We need to know where you oh, are. Yeah, you kind of that I understand. That kind of stuff. But my wife had a thing going for a while where they, during the summer, could get ice cream once a day. And I looked at her and I said, you know, Lou. I had quite a privileged childhood, especially in the world of sweets and candy, and I was the baby of the family. There were hardly any rules left. They were done enforcing. But I said, ice cream every day, even to me. That sounds like quite a treat every single day. No, listen, there's nutrition involved in ice cream. There's protein, right? You've got calcium in there. Make them some waffles and ice cream for you breakfast like with the, peanut butter. You've got it all covered. You're like the doctor on 30 Rock, played by Chris Parnell. Always <laughs> giving Spichimin. out. Yes, Spichimin, specimen. It's each always <laughs> giving out just bad medical advice. That's what you sound like. But here's what Lou and I thought. What we need to do with a few of the things, like candy requests and ice cream and can I have a, a, a soda, which we try to limit with them. Then why do you keep so much in the house? That's a fair when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Question, this mm. is, I blame Lou. Oh, Holly, you have no idea. They have an entire organized <laughs> candy drawer that looks like, you know, it looks like a store. It's in the pantry. It looks like Willy Wonka's, uh, like a, like a. It's all labeled hot tamales, Jolly yeah. Ranchers, um, it's licorice. Wow, I've got a half knot on Easter Bunny chocolate in one of my junk drawers. <laughs> yeah, you're living, you're living, Steve. I know. <laughs> well, listen, this is Lou making up for some sort of candy-free childhood or something that she had because she is she is doing this, and so I'm having to talk her back a little bit. But the theory is. If we just set some ground rules, you can have um, you can have ice cream Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so that now I don't have to know. I don't have to make a decision. I, what I don't like is in these moments I'm doing something, and I'm like, now I have to make a decision. I don't know if you've had something before today. I don't know what you've been eating. Are there ways that we as parents could just set some overarching ground rules on in certain categories? So that it self-governs and I don't have to suddenly become the judge, jury, and executioner of some random ask that they have. And now I feel like I don't have enough information to make this decision. Can't you just ask a follow-up question? You're known for those. (laughs) When was the last time you had a snack? Did you already eat lunch? Yeah, but then sometimes... It's too close to dinner. Well, yeah, I kind of had something a little bit earlier. I just didn't finish the full sandwich. I, I did, but mom once said that we could have, and then mom's somewhere else that I can't. Access her. It gets into, now we're calling witnesses to the stand. Yeah. We bring in a character witness, which it. is the brother. Yeah, sounds like you need to charge by the hour. Mm-hmm. Honest to goodness. Yeah, I can't help you. Sorry. In a related study, we only feel relaxed 40 minutes per day. I kicked a kid off my lawn yesterday. <laughs> I did. He was riding his little car, and I said, hey, off the lawn. And then he didn't hear me, and he just so cute waved. How old was this kid? I don't know, three. And then he's driving his car on my grass. So I Not waved a, back and I said, oh, you're too cute. Hyundai, I mean, it was <laughs> just a little, okay, your yeah. precious grass, though. You literally said, get off my lawn. I did. I was like, not on the lawn. Hey, 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 hey. He didn't hear. Hi. I'm like, hi. You win. <laughs> We're going to play Throwback Thursday music trivia with this neighborhood monster when we come back. Yeah, I'll no, ask no, the we, questions. Yeah, there's nothing up for grabs for anybody. No, to Jack win. Squat. Yeah. Uh, Donna's in the hot seat. Play along with us. Mike. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Hey, Donna, hey. what's up? It's 11:30, and it's Thursday. Thank oh. you for asking, but it's not just any old Thursday. Let's rewind, shall we? Shall we? Donna and Steve present Throwback Thursday. We need to go back in time. We gotta go old school. Any questions about the old days? Why, yes, there are. It's time for Steve Patterson to quiz longtime radio disc jockey Donna Valentine on Old School Tunes. Well, this just sounds like a blast to me. Steve, watch out. Throw it back, yeah. Well, Donna, you're in the hot seat again. What I've done is targeted a year. Okay. One more time, and I'd like to, we're just going to stay, and that way you don't have to bounce around, even in a decade, not, not even that. Just focus in, hone in on where you were in the year 2012. According to the Mayan calendar, that was supposed to be our final year. 
Mm. Spoiler alert. <laughs> That's right. It wasn't. Okay. Where were you in 2012? Well, I was, um, I was here. Not here, but I was, you know, in Minnesota, and I was working in country Don't music. Don't say its name. I was working in country music. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm probably not going to do well. Fantastic. I Holly, was listening a yeah. lot. Uh, this is a not award-winning show, mm-hmm. and um, I don't think you've ever been a part of Throwback Thursday music trivia before. No. I will ask you to cue the music at which point you'll play the music, but then at various times I may ask you to kill the music, and then I'll have you re-cue the music. He gets very bossy with it. I it's will follow, part of the bit. I will follow your lead. Cue the music. 2012 is our year. What boy band hit single was the number one song of 2012 according to the American Top 40 was it the song What Makes You Beautiful Drive By Live While We're Young or Glad You Came what boy band hit single was the number one song of 2012 according to the American Top 40 I think it's the first one. What makes you beautiful? You gonna lock it in? One Direction, I think. Yes. You're Fine. absolutely wrong. Ah. Sorry. What was it? I like that. The correct answer was "Glad You Came" by The Wanted. It also became the highest Billboard Hot 100 entry by a British boy band. It beat out "Take That," which peaked at number seven with the single "Back for Good" in November of 1995. Boy, do I remember that song. Back for good. Sweet. I, I do not. Good deal. Cue the music. I could already tell this is going to be embarrassing today. Some days I'm real good. Others I'm not. <laughs> and you... You're putting out a weird vibe in studio. You've got a <laughs> hot pink jacket that is half on right now. A weird barrette in the front of your hair like you're four. It's a clip that, like, hairstylists use. I'm trying to train my hair to do something. She's profesh. It's photo day for the Don and Steve show again. Don is highly stressed. Which collaborative record spent the most weeks at number one? On the singles chart with five. Was it Somebody That I Used to Know Mm. by Gautier featuring Kimbra? Was it We Are Young? By Fun, featuring mm. Janelle Monet. That's a good one, too. Was it Titanium by Titanium, featuring Sia? Or was it International Love by Mr. 305 Pitbull, featuring Chris Brown? Can you repeat the first part of the question? Which collaborative record spent the most weeks at number one with five? The year was 2012. Somebody that I used to know, We Are Young, Titanium, or Somebody Inter- that I used to know. You are absolutely right, Donna. You did it. Yeah. I love this song. Uh, Gautier's. I do. It's so stupid. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it's got it's a nice, so simple catchy. vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, Gautier's real name, by the way, is Vuta de Bakker. Oh, I love that. While Kimber's surname is Johnson. Great. Now you know. Cue the music. Linkin Park's Burn It Down spent 11 weeks, 10 of them consecutively. At the top of the Billboard Rock Song chart, which Green Day hit interrupted the streak? So they spent 11 weeks at number one, this Linkin Park, uh, Linkin Park's Burn It Down. Ten weeks in a row, then Green Day comes in, gets number one, and then they back out and give it back to Linkin Park. Oh, jeez. What Green Day song interrupted the streak? Was it Let Yourself Go? Know Your Enemy? 
Oh Love or My Songs Know What You Did in the Dark? Jeez. This is a very difficult one. Your options again are Let Yourself Go, Know Your Enemy, Oh Love, or My Songs Know What You Did in the Dark. I'm going to say Know Your Enemy. Thank you. Donna, you are wrong, my friend. Oh, no. I'm sucking. The correct answer was Oh Love. Burn It Down was number one from May 26th to August 11th of 2012, except uh, on August 4th, the week of August 4th, when Oh Love hit the top of the charts for one week and one week only and then gave it right back. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. You are fun to do game with. <laughs> Cue the music. Right. Katy Perry made music history when her compact disc, Teenage Dream, spawned five straight number one Billboard Hot 100 hits. We were talking about this recently. Five straight number one hits. What is the aptly titled sixth single from Teenage Dream that broke the streak of number one hits for Katy Perry when it could only peak at number three? So Katy Perry had five singles in a row that came off Teenage Dream that hit number one. What is the aptly titled sixth single that broke that streak? Wide Awake? Aptly titled. That's your hint. Is it Wide Awake? Last Friday Night? Part of Me? Or, for the easiest clue ever, is it the one that got away? It's that one. Donna, I love your wording. You're absolutely right. (laughs) Woo! I'm I'm rolling at 50% right now. The five consecutive number one singles from Teenage Dream were California Girls with a U. Teenage Dream. Firework. Firework. Mm -hmm. E.T. Extraterrestrial is good. And Last Friday Night, very fun, very poppy. Man, that was a monster record. That was a Huge. great album. Yeah. Huge. I mean, to come out with five number ones, I wonder if that provides pressure for her moving forward. It's almost the like sometimes... more curse. Yeah. yeah, your success can almost be your enemy in a sense where it's like, yeah, but did you get as many number ones as that? Cue music! Which single by Maroon 5? Spent nine consecutive weeks at number one on the Hot 100 chart in 2012. It was the longest ever stay on top for one group, or or excuse me, for that group, Maroon 5. So they had this big run, nine weeks at number one. What was the song? One More Night, Daylight, Moves Like Jagger, or Payphone? Oh, shoot. All right. I feel like Moves Like Jagger was not quite 10 years ago. There you go, memories. Hey, f- one more night, uh, daylight, more Moves night. Like Jagger, payphone. I'm just going to say payphone. Final. You're Mike. absolutely wrong. No. The correct answer. One more night. One more night. Yeah. I thought it was Moves Like Jagger. One More Night sold nearly 7 million copies in 2012. Moves Like Jagger is even older than you think. It came out in 2010. Oh, is that right? Oh, wow. I guess I didn't realize that. Oh, my gosh. All right. I'm losing. You, the music. Question six. By the way, Rolling Stones had to cancel more shows. Due to COVID? Yeah. Mick. What is the title of Taylor Swift's single that became her first number one Hot 100 hit? which also became the fastest-selling single in digital history when it was released. Was it the Taylor Swift song, We Are Never Getting Back Together? Mean. Mm, That's a good one. I Knew You Were Trouble. Mm, That's a good one. You Belong With Me. 
What's the title of Taylor Swift's single that became her first number one hit? You Belong With Me. You are absolutely wrong. sort of embarrassing. Holly's here from the Colleen and Bradley show. You know, she knows stuff. And you usually do better. Holly, You has... gave me a year where you knew I was not in touch. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. And Holly's been on Millionaire, so she hears the Millionaire music and she goes right back into her happy place. She's focused. She's thinking. And then you're dropping the ball. This is embarrassing for us. Look, Steve, what? 2012 also was mm-hmm. a year that was a black hole. For myself. So I empathize with Donna. Oh, thank you. Where I am just like, you know what? What were you doing in 2012? Oh. Oh. I don't think we can talk about that on the air. All right. Oh. (laughs) Wow. Was I the only one who was just living a normal, boring life in 2012? Probably. Yeah. Uh, we Are Never Getting Back Together was Dang the song. It. It took more than 20 singles before Taylor Swift finally nailed the number one spot on the Billboard Hot 100. I guess I didn't know that. Because I was going with Donna, You Belong With Me. That's the first Taylor Swift song that I can recall being in my brain. Yeah. Right. Very catchy tune. Yeah, Not and I thought, one, I, when you said the other songs, I'm like, oh, those are older songs. It surely didn't, didn't take her that long to get... The number one there. All right. Anyway, who cares? Let's... I got two that I'm. We only have time for one more. I'm going back and forth here. All right. Actually, no. Let's do two. I've only you, gotten you, two right. You demanded eight. All right. Here we I'm go. Give you eight. We'll do them fast. All right. Cue the music. <clears throat> the only single to stay at number one for ten consecutive weeks in 2012 in the Billboard Alternative Songs chart is the song called Madness, which English rock band recorded Madness. Was it Main, Muse, Blur? Or ride, all one syllable. Uh, I'm going to just say Muse. Final answer. You are absolutely right, Donna. Yay! Happy Muse's Madness spent a lengthy 11 weeks overall at number one in 2012. Cue the music. I'm three for seven. Can you get the 50 percent final question? Throwback Thursday music trivia. Donna and Steve experience on February 10th, 2013. We'll get to that later. What composition won the Grammy Award for Song of the Year for Jack Antonoff and others? Okay. Was it We Are Young, Call Me Maybe, The A-Team, or Stronger, a.k.a. What Doesn't Kill You? Oh, jeez. Which, uh, what composition won the Grammy Award for Song of the Year for Jack Antonoff? It was technically in February 2013, but it was for 2012 songs. Call Me Maybe. Donna Valentine, you have ended on a low note. <laughs> what doesn't kill you? The correct answer was we are young. Yeah. The A-Team, Call Me Maybe, and uh, Stronger, What Doesn't Kill You, okay. together okay. with Miguel Pimentel's Adorn, were the losing nominees for Song of the Year at the Grammys. We Are year. Young was by... Fun. Yes. Fun. Damn, Daniel. I know. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> going back to 2013. Okay. Thanks, Steve. That was super fun. You got it. Thanks, Holly. All right. I'm a disaster. We're going to go. Um, no, we'll stay. We've got the final stretch of the show. Yeah, you know what? Uh, and real quick, too, we want to keep our listeners in the know on important things. Uh, you can check out Listener Rewards for this month. You can get tickets to the Minnesota Children's Museum, a Yeti backpack cooler. Plus, we have gift cards to Panera, Caribou, Bubbly Paws, and more. Everything up for grabs found in our Listener Rewards on the app or at mytalk1071.com. More Don and Steve coming up next. Good morning. Final stretch of the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. 
big day for the Donna and Steve show. It's picture day and I hate it. Thank you. Donna, take a look. (laughs) Donna, right now, and everyone knows this, we all have this, right? It's the... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It's the calm before the storm or maybe the other way around. I don't know. Donna's giving me vibes right now of Jim Carrey in Ace Ventura when he has to pretend that he is at the psych ward. And he's got a tutu on, hair sort of bowing out, sort of weird. Ready to go, coach. Just give me a chance. <laughs> That's exactly right. Dives over the hedges, you know. Uh, she's got, uh, like, a my, is that a My Talk uh, sweatshirt? Yeah, that's from Project okay. Down to Dirty Construction. Yeah, ever heard of it? Oh, my gosh. Did I get one? Did you? You may have declined. <laughs> that's it's unfortunate. Not really my bright pink. It's pretty. Uh, she's wearing it, but she was wearing it, guys. You know, when you just, when you haven't fully put something on, and so her shoulders are are exposed, like the jacket's not up over it. She's got a hair clip in the front. She's been primping. talking. She's been uh, primping during the morning. She's. It's just, I'm just seeing you in a sort of a, uh, um, like an interesting frazzled sort of a state and it's, it's picture day. And so there's, you're stressed out. Like, can I ask you a question, Donna, with the, uh, with the, our document where we share our thoughts about the show, you say this makes me sick. Do you mean picture day makes you sick? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like I get like, yeah, butterflies and I don't, I hate it. I don't like it. I need to take a pill. In fact, I'm going to do that right now. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Okay, <laughs> I'm at the point now, you know, TV will break you with photos. My photos used to be... <laughs> I might take more than one. No, Donna, no. no right, whatever uh, the prescribed amount is, oh, just fine. do that. All right, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> My photos were so terrible when I worked for Reels. We would look at them after and we couldn't believe... We would look at the photo and then we'd look at me in real life. And then the photo, and we couldn't believe what happened. How did you go from being just relatively normal in real life to looking like someone was holding you hostage? My smile was terrible. It all, it truly, they were terrible, terrible photos. And then over time, I started to get just a little more natural in what I could make my face look like. And then I took so many darn pictures at Twin Cities Live <laughs> that I just don't care at all anymore. So you were thinking about this. I this morning threw two things in the dryer to try to get the wrinkles out. And then <laughs> See, that's the difference between us. Up. I have like four bags, yeah. <laughs> you know, ready to go. And I did bring in a few options so that we could have color options. But I was like, oh, this. And you know what I realized I'm not doing? Last time I did this, I was in a suit jacket. What am I doing in a suit? It's a oh, radio boy. show. Yeah. And I was that was the TV in me, Holly. That was like, and I was in a jump, like a buttoned-up jumpsuit, and we looked like a real estate ad. <laughs> the two of us together were like, "Hi." Well, it's one of those things with these pictures as well. You're going to have to live with them for a couple of years. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you're frozen in a moment in time. Yes. And it's just like you just got to get comfortable with it. I I'm always like, thought okay. this way people will be like when they meet you in person and go, wow, they're a lot better looking in person. That's our strategy. Fingers crossed. 
<laughs> I always thought uh, our uh, our last, well, a couple producers ago, Ryan Perpich, God rest his soul, still alive, works as a producer in the newsroom. He is still photographed in the hall outside. He, you know, we canned him two years ago. Right He's next still... to Hoobastank over there. With yeah, us. We, we, the whole hall could maybe use a touch of updating. But that photo, I remember they, they put the photo up of him, and he looks like an off-duty vampire, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Donna, you're looking at when we go down to lunch. Uh, I am not kidding. Accurate. <laughs> backstage. Off-duty off vampire. I tell he you. opened the casket and was like, well. You will look at well. that, Donna. It's, and it's a weird photo. And then we have to do these poses. It's always like the arms cross pose. It's essentially dress in a way you wouldn't normally dress and stand how you wouldn't normally stand. Lean forward. And yeah. smile. But yeah. I, I got to the point where I just don't care. I don't care what they look like. I don't care where they go. I just stopped caring. So I'm broken in that way. Yeah. So get liberated, Donna. Yes, for your Yeah, mind. I need to just go, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do good. it. I'll just do it. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Plus, the photographer is such a heavy smoker. He is not. <laughs> and that's just... I, you, you just need this. I don't care. Thank you for that. Is that uh, is that Judy Garland? That is. Yes. Ooh, that's really good. You know the song by Liza Minnelli, I believe. Oh gosh darn it, Cabaret. Mm-hmm. Is it Cabaret? I'm on a cabaret, my friends. Very fun. Mm-hmm. 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 How about all that jazz? That's another good oh, one. Great song. Great song. Yeah. Yeah. You heard I went to a Broadway show recently. Yeah, right? I did. I, Sounds uh, cool. Know, I think of the greats when I'm there. Here, speaking of the greats, Sesame Street has released a Friends parody song to pay tribute to all the dads out there just oh. ahead of Father's Day this uh, Sunday. And basically, it's just a fun song that reworks the show's theme. I think there's a little smelly cat in here. Oh. Here, check it out. Smelly trash, smelly trash. Why do pouches love you? Poopy. <laughs> Everything's so much better when you're near. We love you every day and week and month and every year. I'll be there for you to guide you along. I'll be there for you to help you grow big and strong. I'll be there for you because your dad loves you. Could there be anything better than being a dad? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love Sesame Street. Oh, Mister Noodle. That's also a good one. That's all. But that's all I can do. I can't say anything else. Why don't you just give a little? um, No, no, no. I don't. Give a little montage. No, Donna. No, for Holly, so she can see. Do your Owen Wilson. No, no, no. Do it. We're gonna do a, a full sketch. Wow. Why don't we? Why don't we have you do the impressions that we think I'm half decent at? Oh yeah, because mine are really bad. Owen Wilson. You're not a bad dog. George W. Bush. <laughs> um. Oh, I can't do it. Uh, Laura. Laura. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Barack um, Obama. Um. Wait. Frisky stuff. Uh, okay. Wait. It's okay. Uh, no, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's um, that's her. Uh, hello. Hello? It's the uh, Frank Caliendo says of of uh, doing Obama. Start real slow at the beginning, speed it up at the end. That's pretty good. 
Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for that. Doing Snoop Dogg. We got it. Yeah. What Donna says, anytime we do an impression, she's like, we're going to do a sketch. I'm going to write it. We're going we're gonna to do the sketch. You're going to, all your impressions are going to be in there. And then it's just like Stranger Things episode three. She's not really going to do it. Oh, no. I'm not going to watch it. Oh. I'll get to Holly, it. Holly, have you watched Stranger Things? Uh, yeah. I'm wrapping up the last episode of this season. Do you like it? Yes. <sighs> I'm only on episode two and I'm not loving it. It's a little monstery. It's just getting real dark, and it's very um um like bully. Episode bullying. three. It's episode three is where out. the the teeth of the plot and the story okay. show themselves, and actually the gore. You know, sort of like the horror elements. I guess you could call them. They go Simmer into the background down. a little okay. bit, and then the story, and then they'll come back when they need to come. I'm back. gonna take a chance and believe you. Thank you, Donna. You're welcome. Holly, thanks for helping us. Thank you so oh, much, Holly. Uh, Colleen and Bradley. Oh, my gosh. Colleen waiting right outside of the window, ready to entertain you from 12 until 3. Low J after that. Thanks so much for hanging.